Good afternoon, Patriots. Boy, I tell you, it's a little bit of a race, a little bit late. I apologize. I'm running mobile today, and so I had to set everything up. I had the, I have the laptop, and I have the mixing board, and I got everything going, just like that. So we've got Bards FM Mobile. This is pretty cool. Hey, before we begin, real quick, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. That's Bards Nation's landing page for MyPillow, a place where when you spend each dollar, you know it's going to the fight for liberty. And Mike Lindell is not only one of our great patriots in this nation who's fighting for liberty every day, but also is the man who walks with Christ and leads his company with Christ. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Check out the great savings, 50% off on just about all the things you love. And make sure you get a my pillow. You got to sleep on a my pillow. They're the best, and they're on sale right now from starting at nineteen ninety eight. So fantastic! So check out mypillow.com forward slash bards. Use your promo code bards b a r d s. And every time you use your promo code for a sale or purchase, you're going to get a copy of Mike's book. Which means if you buy a whole bunch of stuff at different days, you're going to get a bunch of books. And then what you're going to do? You're going to be able to have those books for Christmas or something. <laughs> Head over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Promo code bards b a r d s. Patriots, this is a pretty awesome day because, why? Because we're all walking with God. I love this. And it's all this craziness that's going on right now. It really doesn't matter. We can't control it, number one. There's no way. There, there's the, the tremors of war, which we know are being heard all over, and everybody seems to want war because they're lunatics, I swear. So we've got to let it play out. But God's got us, I, that I guarantee it. And no matter what we do and no matter what happens, we're going to be just fine. So just we got to keep our faith solid and keep our closeness with Christ as we walk through this storm. And God's going to take care of us. And it's going to get a little rocky, but it's okay. That's just it. Because as we know, God will provide us with what we need as long as we trust in him and trust in him fully. And with all the craziness that's going on, that's about the only avenue you have if you're sane. If you want to be wrapped in crazy and living crazy, then okay. You can do that. There's plenty of it out there. But we're walking in the place of seeking liberty, not freedom. We're seeking the reset of a world in God's name under the, his throne, not the Luciferian monsters. It's 11 after the hour. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we've come together. And we thank you each day that we have the opportunity to assemble, to pray, and to humble ourselves before you to just say, Father, just how blessed we are to be in this time in this place. Lord, there's something that I we just feel in our hearts and we just know that as you've been putting on our hearts to start to build preparations for a future, that's optimism, that's hope. And if we could just get so many to realize that it's not about bunkering up and digging a hole and digging yourself underground, but about preparing for a change. And so much of what's happening right now is change, Lord. We're seeing the we're witnessing the core of evil being exposed. It's being literally unearthed before our very eyes, and we're realizing just how deeply corrupt this rancid global system is. The evils that it has done, and slowly those truths are beginning to trickle out and starting to change people's perspective and open their eyes. Lord, we pray for the people of the United States today, in in part because we know that this is going to be an extremely difficult time as. 
the truth comes forward that we have to start looking at ourselves differently than before, not as the great saviors of the world, but sadly having been used and manipulated to be literally the hand of Satan in the world for too many times. Not always, Lord, but the government is truly has used its people, sacrificed its people for some of the darkest reasons. The American people are a beautiful people, Lord. So we pray today for forgiveness. We pray for mercy. Because, Lord, this is, this is a soulful nation. This is a nation that, in the end, really does seek you. It's been just so heavily misguided. And we just pray for people to turn to you now in this critical time when things seem to be falling apart, which they are, the stresses that that brings upon people, which is heavy. But it's not if they knew where to go. Unfortunately, too many people are still walking alone in the twilight of the, of the day. And they're trying to manage this on their own shoulders. They're trying to anticipate what's going on. And if we could just get a simple message, it's just let go and trust in you, Father. What a beautiful time, literally, Lord, to be walking. And what a blessed experience you've given us here on this earth to be in a time of transformational change unlike anything we've ever seen. If we can just embrace that with your hand, it, everything will be fine. We can't forecast the future. We can't change the momentum of events. Not individually, but collectively, we can stand strong in you and literally shake the earth and bring the light back to so many, so many and so many hearts. So, Lord, we pray for that strength. We pray for those opportunities to build bridges, not to create division. We've lived through some of the most divisive times in history, and they are ugly, Lord. We have seen the manipulation of so many things that literally have tried to separate us permanently. And there are so much in that manipulation that have left people embittered, families separated, some families broken, people divided in their workplace, people not seeking, not knowing what to do. And yet, Lord, we know that so much of that was fake, manipulated, intentionally done so that we wouldn't be able to come together as one body and to embrace you in your full power and your grace. So, Lord, we pray truly for this now that we are coming together, that these illusions of separation be cast aside, that the paranoia, the, par- the propaganda, the division of, of, through hate and political class just is thrown aside. And Lord, that's a monumental event if it happens, and we're prepared. So I think that in the end, we're all going to have to feel the tremor of your hand. But what we know and what you've given us is that strength to walk in this place, to walk boldly and securely, knowing that no matter what befalls us, we're going to be okay. And then better than that, Lord, we're going to have the opportunity to extend our hand to others, to bring them back to you and to reunite as one large body and family within the body of Christ. Lord, in this time, we, as we face this storm, let us have good discernment and wisdom. Let us not tarry. Let us not procrastinate. Let us do the diligence and due diligence that we need to move forward and keep prepared and keep a steady pace as this storm continues to crash upon the shores. This is going to shake the footing of many because too many houses have been built on the foundation of sand. But you blessed us, Lord, with this incredible time where we have been able to build our houses on the rock of faith. So let those be those islands, those those pillars in which people look up to and see that light, that lamp on the hill to give them hope, to guide them out of the murky, the murky existence and to literally bring them close and back to you, Lord. Each one of us carries a, such an important position here, Lord. And that is something we just are so blessed with. And we just ask that that strength continues to flow through this fellowship. 
it is an amazing idea that the few that have just listened and moved forward, it's not that we've become better, it's just that we are in a better place to be able to help the many. And if we can just keep that alive in our hearts, even when things get a little tough, let that graciousness come out of us, pour out of us. Let the love that sits within us pour out of us. And in that most time of need and most times of criticality, let us be the voice of reason. Let us be the voices of wisdom. Let us be the voices of unity and bridge building. That's just so important, Lord. And I know you know that, and we pray for this, not because it's new, but because for us as a one body to feel the strength and the power of you flowing through us, it just gives us that it push to go forward, to go farther, to go deeper than ever before. You open the doors for us, Lord, in ways we could have never imagined. The doors of intimacy are wide open, and all we have to do is step in and reach and seek you, Father, to have a conversation with you. And may each of us start developing that dialogue, that intimate relationship with you, Father, to talk about what's on our hearts, to ask you for the assistance when we need, to lift up ourselves as we walk, not to be burdened by the things of this world, because we are not of this world. But in this moment where we live in the existence of this physical body, this temple, let us be empowered with that. And let us be empowered, Lord, with the power of healing. Let each of us carry forth whatever that is, the power of healing, to touch others and to lift them up, to start showing the power of what you are in this world through your children, to raise up, not to put down. What a transformation this world is witnessing and what it will continue to experience. And we thank you for all that's been given, all that's been sacrificed. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, patriots, it's a, it is truly an amazing time to be alive. And it's not an easy one by any means. You have a lot of pressures going to be crushing down on families. I just got back. Uh, I just pulled into the gas station about 30 minutes ago. And I was talking to the attendant. And it's always interesting when we talk to people how much knowledge they have and how much is being obscured from us. And so he has been told within their own management circles, and this was a 76 station to expect, and this is in my area. So in my area, our gas prices right now are about 395 to 435, depending on where you are. He has said to that they have been told to prepare for $7 a gallon of gas by the end of the month. So that's one of many things that is going to be ramping up. With that, food costs are going to go up. You're going to have people that are literally going to be in panic for their life. And I mean this because they're not going to be able to afford to get to work and put food on the table at the same time. And it's going to be, a, we're going to, it's going to require all of us to start coming together and working as one body. We have to really go back to the principles of what God's world is like. And as frustrated as we can be, about the gas costs and about the lunatics that are running the asylum. Patriots, we can't change that part, but what we can change is how we relate and assist other people. I, I truly mean this. This is a time when giving and supporting one another, loving your neighbor to help them out in the times of need, you're going to find that, that giving life is going to pay back in dividends beyond anything we can imagine because this isn't about us. This is about healing, and it's about showing people a new way. So let us not be obsessed with the frustrations that are around us, and there's plenty of them because there's plenty of stupid in our world right now. But through the midst of all that, it's like coming through a fog. We have to be able to walk a clear line and a clean path, and we have to be able to show people the way through this storm and this murky time. 
sometimes that means that if you, and keep your eyes open, I guess this is where I'm saying, because God, I believe, is going to start putting things before us, and there are opportunities for us to rise. And it's not, I don't think it's going to look like big meteor showers or the sky ripping open, but it's the equivalent of that on a small scale. I would keep your eyes open right now for every opportunity you have that someone might be, maybe they're going to be short $5 for gas. Maybe they can't quite afford the whole cart of groceries that they desperately need. Let us be the givers. And everywhere we can, let us help one another and help others. This is so important right now. And it is such an important part of how we have to walk to remake and reshape the world. God's going to put these opportunities before us. And if you, if you don't keep your eyes open, you'll miss them. Because God doesn't need to sit here with a megaphone to tell you to be what he's put within each, and a, each of us and for us to be the children he expects us to be. That piece right there is kind of like it's, like it's a given, right? Like, I made you. This is who you are. You're saying you walk with me, so now take advantage of what I put before you. And do what I know you can do. And I think ultimately that gets to the place of who we are and why we are here right now. So as we do this and when these opportunities arise, we tend to, as a culture, we look towards for the extremes. So we're going to look towards the homeless person that needs something and we're going to miss, not that they're not important, but we're going to miss opportunities that as we walk along with somebody and say it's a mother, a single mother with a couple of children. Maybe she's just struggling to get enough milk and bread. I want to share a story with you. Oh, man, this chokes me up every time, so bear with me because hopefully I can get through this today without tears. But it really does. It has affected my life in such an amazing way. In 2016, we were on. I was running Kilroy Rising, which was an unaffiliated super PAC in support of President Trump. But more importantly, it was about getting into areas where voters were being overlooked. And we were hugely successful. We ended to we mobilized in the Rust Belt states 3,000 votes that had never voted before. And these were people that were part of militias. They had been tagged as tin hatters. They had all sorts of things. Just the normal, like the ostracized group of people, okay? So we were in, as I recall, we were in, I believe we were in Michigan, as I recall. And I have to think back. I don't know exactly. Could have been Illinois. But anyway, we had done a, we, a person had volunteered to help out uh, assembling a couple of rallies that we had. And they had never done it before. And so, and it didn't turn out real well. I'll just be honest with you. So I was kind of like, man, this is a little bit frustrating. We drove a lot of miles and it really wasn't the turnout we had hoped at all. And it was a little rough. But at the end, there was, two others on the team and one of the guys came up to me and he said, Scott, she's wanting to know if she can be paid. And I, I will be honest, my reaction was a little bit angry. I was like, what the heck is this? You know, I'm like, this wasn't our deal. This was a volunteer thing. And we were, we were running pretty tight on cash. I mean, I was, there was a lot of expenses for this travel across the country with this group. And I, I said, all right, so I'm, I'm coming at that point. I'd been living in Philadelphia. And so my context of costs were built around Philadelphia. And I'm thinking, man, she's probably going to want like $500 or $800. And to be honest with you, it wasn't $500 or $800 for um, the work she did. And this is when God broke me. I'm not kidding you either. Because she said, I said, okay, so how much does she want? She said, 
Well, Scott, she just would like to get $20 to be able to put in a little bit of bread and milk in the refrigerator for the end of the day. I did everything I could not to just break down in tears. I felt so awful for literally not listening first and judging first instead. I had been in a culture around people that I just shook my head at as I'm not this way, but this was the world of around New York where people spent fifteen. Twenty dollars three times a day on a stupid cup of coffee and a in a like a some sort of sweet pastry from Starbucks, and this is a person who literally just wanted twenty dollars to put a little bit of milk and bread in the refrigerator, and I've never forgotten this, and it's so I I gave her fifty, and I I'm telling you I've never forgotten that because if we don't listen to what God puts before us. It's not the big things. It's the little things that make a difference. And in these coming days and weeks, we have to we have to start listening and paying attention because in the months ahead, it's going to get rough. It's not going to be easy. And it's not going to be easy for any of us, okay? Even if we've stocked away all this food and we're prepared or whatever we've done, it's going to be challenging for all of us. But how we get through this is literally coming together, paying attention to the little things. Keep your eyes open, you know. There was a, another story, I'll share this, and it was just, God put this on my heart. I was, I was at um, the bus station, and I was taking the bus down to, from Portland down to Roseburg to see my parents. And as I was there, uh, I didn't want to drive. Drive was a three hours, I had a bunch of work to do, and, and there's... In my town, there's no flights that go back and forth. And so I get up to the counter, and there's an older man and a, and his wife that were with him, and they didn't have the money for the bus fare to go home. And I think it was $180 or something. And so I paid it for him. And the, to the response that you get from moments like that literally just go right to your heart. It's... And they would say, so, well, please, here's our address and or give us your address so we can mail you back. I knew they would never pay it back. And it's not why I did it. I don't care. That's not why we do things. If we go in with expectations, it's not going to work. But the beautiful thing is that we have to have the heart to hear God. And we have to have the heart to do as God asks us to do. And this time, this shaking of the earth that is coming, this shaking is going to force all of us to change the way we look at one another. There's no way around it. You can take away all this tremors of war. You can take away all the threats of just ridiculous stuff that people want to do, these warmongering idiots that seem to want a war out of nothing, whatever. Here's the fact. When we just look at gas costs and food costs and the overall cost, the overall cost of living and how expensive things are going to get, people aren't going to be able to manage. And the opportunities for us to come together and start working are now here. It's not whether it's coming, whether God will offer something. It's now. So let us open our eyes. Let us truly walk in a place where we're not going to, you're not going to fix somebody's problems with a small donation and a, or a small bit of, of support. But what you can do is that little moment where they're in need. If you provide them with a little something, it's that little spark that sets in their heart. And it's that little gift 
that starts to turn their eyes away from darkness to put their eyes on the cross. And to me, that's, that's what we do. And when you do that times a hundred, times a thousand, and that ripple effect starts happening across society, it's like raining pennies. And pretty soon people start to say, well, what, what's this world? This is a different world. This isn't a world of scarcity. This is a world of opportunity and plenty because we're taking the time. And the thing to remember is, as I close with this, God provides everything. All of our money, all of our, the way we are, God has provided that. And as long as we remember that and that we are stewards of that, not just keepers of it and hoarders of it, but stewards of that, we're into an amazing transformation in this world in the next few years. A, a way of shaking the world that I don't think any of us ever could have imagined possible. And it's truly going to be glorious. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. And the fight isn't always angry. Sometimes the fight is pushing back on that enemy and pushing in and going, I'm here in the name of the Lord and get out of my way and let me show these people how God walks. And that's where our prayers are so important. God is with us. He is never going to forsake us. We have to trust in him and we have to lead with him. And God's going to win this, but he has us in this place, in this time. For such a time as this. So what is that? Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, have a very blessed day. I'll see you this evening for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, Support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. 
not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light it can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 